Welcome to the official podcast of ToyPhotographers.com, where we talk to photographers from around the globe about turning action figures, Lego, miniatures, and more into fantastic works of art. So hi, everyone, and welcome to another roundtable episode of the Toy Photographers podcast, where we sit down with a handful of toy photographers to discuss questions and topics raised by the community. My name is Alan Rappa, and I'll be your host for the episode, where we'll be talking about all about creativity, where you find it, how you harness it, and what to do when it gives you trouble. So joining me for the roundtable today, I have the distinct honor to welcome three of the most creative photographers in my Instagram feed, and I'm going to go around our, our virtual table and introduce them one by one. Starting on my left is the creative force behind Mia the Rabbit, as well as the official Danboard photographer for Revoltec, Ariel Nadell. How are you today? Hi. Thanks so much for joining us. Next to Ariel is a professional product and toy photographer, Trevor Williams, also known as 1-6-Shooter on Instagram. How's it going, Trevor? Very good. Thanks for having me, Alan. Delighted to have you with us. And lastly, joining us is a familiar voice for longtime uh, podcast listeners, the infamous James Garcia, a.k.a. the real James 23, is back. How's it going, James? Good, good. Thank you. Infamous. I like that. I'm, I'm yeah, probably yeah, going to add that to my Instagram bio somewhere. You that's, are that's so good. famous, right. you are infamous. Right? <laughs> I'll take yes. it. So thanks so much to the three of you for joining today. I am super eager to hear your thoughts as we get into the discussion about creativity in the toy photography space and beyond. So um, I had given you all a, a, a peek at some of the topics and some of the questions I was going to ask, and it seemed like this first one, you know, we had an interesting discussion before we started recording. Because um, I know creativity itself is a very broad and subjective subject and even very personal when it comes to making art such as toy photography. Uh, so originally I wanted to kind of go around the table and get everyone's definitions for what what is creativity. And I think it 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 might be like kind of a, a deep soul searching kind of question there. Um, <laughs> Ariel, I don't want to pick on you, but any, any thoughts come to mind? You can make fun of my question. You could uh, just, I know this was a tough one to start with. It really was tough because it's like my mind just went blank. It's like, what, how do I define creativity? That's the paradox of creativity, right? It's like impossible to nail down and, and put your finger on. Creative de definition for creativity. Yeah. yeah, I actually had to look it up because based on, you know, your feedback, I'm like, what what is the definition of creativity? And I don't think that helped. But there was a lot of, <laughs> you know, because I guess creativity can apply to so many different ways, um, yeah. you know, depending on what mm -hmm. the, the subject matter is at hand. Right. Uh, so so in, in the toy photography space, you know, what I tried to – my personal interpretation of it is what creative things are those photos that I wish, damn it. Like I wish I shot that. That's like the best uh, thing I, cause I'm like, <laughs> man, that is such an awesome, like out of the box thing, whether it's the, the, the subject matter or the, the approach that the photographer has taken. So to me, creativity was pure jealousy that like, you know, someone just had this like, awesome thought. Uh, I know that's light years from the dictionary definition. James, do you have anything to chime in on, on what the definition of creativity? Well, I, I love what you just said. That's perfect. Um, yeah, w honestly, when I read these questions, my first thought with this one was, I hope he doesn't pick me first. So. <laughs> <laughs> Mine too. So, Ariel, I'm, so, I'm sorry that that was you this time. Um, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I, I was thinking a lot about, okay, how do I define creativity? What is it to me? And I guess for me, a big 
thing of it is it's it's like that itch in the back of my mind, that creative itch that like that little drive that's just always I'm always, you know, looking around, assessing my surroundings, looking for props or ideas or whatever. Every piece of media I consume, whether it's a movie or a book or something, I'm thinking of them also. I'm not just enjoying them as entertainment, but I'm critiquing them and thinking of them in creative ways and thinking, how could I do this or how did they do this? So for me, it's just that constant little voice in my head. It's like, you know, the two little angels and demons on your shoulders. It's like that one of those is my creativity as well. You know, it's just always talking to me and always scanning for ideas. So we have creativity equals jealousy and schizophrenia based on like the voices that James had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. Well, maybe I could rephrase this one. Um, and Trevor, I'll start with you this time. Do you guys, do you consider yourself a creative or, or, or particularly creative, whether it's, um, you know, on artistic or technical or both? Uh, and again, just an example, I've always, I've never considered myself particularly creative. I was always terrible at really? art and everything, but I, I know how to read the hell out of them. So, you know, when it comes to <laughs> photography, like I can't paint, I can't draw, but I can understand how to, how to use a camera and how to balance light. So I've always felt much more technically creative than artistically creative. So mm. what do you, where would you consider yourself? Yeah, I was going to say, because that, that's what, when it goes back to your first question was like, you could be creative with a spreadsheet, I guess, but you know, that's not, you know, the, the definition of creativity, but yes, I, I am a creative, I'm a creative director for a living. So it's in the title. <laughs> so, um, yeah, definitely. And I've always been drawing since I was a little kid. You're yeah, like I'm mortal enemy here. <laughs> you have all the skills that I always envied my, my entire life growing it's up. So jealousy yeah. that you talked about coming yes, through. Yeah, right? <laughs> and your wall is green too, which is interesting. Green with envy. Hmm. It is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yes, pretty much every aspect of well, I can't say every aspect of my life, but there's a lot of aspects of my life that are creative. I just, it's something I think to what James is saying. It's something that's always there, no matter what you're doing. Um, there's some aspect of it in the back of your head that you're looking at it in a creative way. Like, how could I do this? How could I change this? How could I turn this? How could I make this cool? How could I take that light and turn it into a picture? How could I, you know, all those things, you know, it's just, it's a constant thing that's in the back of your head. If you're a creative, I, I, I take a little offense. You saying be creative with a spreadsheet, because let me tell you my day job, I make spreadsheets sing like you would not believe it. <laughs> That is, but that is creative. As I'm saying, like, that can be creative. You can be creative in any, you know, in different aspects of life. You know, it doesn't yeah. have to just be artistic, you know, an artistic, uh, end, end, uh, you know, end up being an artistic yeah. piece or something like that. I don't know. I think you're inspiring me to start another Instagram account where I just post spreadsheets and like, look at what this one does. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> so James, how about you? Do you consider yourself to be, uh, you know, creative, uh, artistic creative, technical creative, or just like Trevor was saying, you know, it's in his DNA and in his blood? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would say um, that I, I've always been a creative person. And so I guess it is kind of in my DNA, you know, ever since I was a little kid, you know, I started out writing, you know, little short stories or, or drawing when I was a little kid or something. And then over the years, you know, I bounced around different creative hobbies. I did filmmaking for a long time and creative writing for a long time and now photography. And so I'm always kind of searching for that next creative thing or, or to satisfy that creative itch that I have. So, yeah, yeah, I'm a very creative person. And um, sometimes it can be, you know, frustrating if I can't let out that creativity the way I want to or, or if I don't have the right idea or something like that. I know we're going to talk about creative blocks and stuff like that later. But, yeah, I... 
I'm a very creative person and it definitely drives a lot more of my life than I would think, you know, just just as like a hobbyist or something, you know. And Ariel, this time I I, I, I saved you for last year. What would you consider <laughs> with uh, I wouldn't say I would be a creative person. I've always like always had a camera in my hand since I've been a teenager. It's an extension of my eye. So I always just try to capture what's around me whenever I can. So we all we all think we are creative types. You know, I'm somewhat debatable, but the three of you, you know, answered affirmatively. We can't define it, but we, we know it's in the way we look right. at everything <laughs> around us and it's it's kind of always there, you know, whether the devil on our shoulder or just kind of that, that voice in your head that says, Hey, look at this, this is cool. That's awesome. So you know, talking about creativity and, you know, thinking primarily about toy photography, what I'd really like to understand is, you know, when it when it comes to creating an image, you know, how does what is that process like for you? Do you have those kind of like aha light bulb goes off in your head moment, like where you see envision the scene perfectly and then, you know, that's what I want to get to? Or do you start with, you know, typically smaller ideas and refine and iterate and kind of and build on them? from there. And uh, James, I'll pick on you this time. Yeah, honestly, for me, it, it varies. It, you know, I bounce between both of those examples where sometimes I'm, I, uh, you know, an idea will just come to me fully image in my head and I know exactly what I want it to look like, what I want the composition to be and the lighting and all of that. And I'm sometimes I'm lucky in where I'm able to just sit down and actually do it and it comes out exactly how I want it. And that's the best feeling in the world. And then other times I, you know, I'll write down ideas or, or really think about ideas. And I've got I've got just a, my notes app on my phone has ideas that are years old. You know, I scroll through <laughs> them now and I'm like, what was I even so, talking about with this? You know, um, so some of them don't end up going anywhere. And so, you know, for me, like I said, it just fluctuates. And so my creative process, it's like there's the when I'm not taking a photo is also my creative process because I'm thinking of ideas and consuming other art that gives me ideas or inspires me to do things. And then there's the actual working creative process where I sit down and do the image. And that's a whole other whole other mind space, I guess. Ariel, can you tell us a little bit about your process? You know, do you do you find yourself when you're 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 thinking through your start to finish? Are you typically behind your camera or, you know, you're away from your camera and you're just kind of imagining seeing scenes come to life in your head? Yeah, um, usually I catch out most of my ideas. Or if I don't sketch it out, it's just stuck in my head and I have to shoot it just to get it out. <laughs> awesome. And getting thinking back to what Trevor said before, you know, he was always he always was artistic and drawing. Like I do the same thing as you. I sketch things out and I just want to share you like when I tell you I'm a horrible artist and I'll post <laughs> these in the show notes, like I make no bones about it. I am truly astounding when it comes to that level of terribleness. <laughs> Uh, you get it, we're going to compare notes. But it notes translates to great images, so you know it, it works for sometimes, you. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I'll go through my sketchbook and I wonder what on earth was that idea. Like I just have no, no idea at all. And I think Arrow's getting out her notes, so I'm curious to see. Like um, I'm trying to find something. Yeah, you're going to need some written written notes with that stuff, Alan. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> figure out what exactly that was right there. Yeah. So Trevor, with your, you know, again with your what you do for a living and, you know, what you do in the toy photography space. Like how do those compare when you're, you're starting again, you have a concept, you have an idea, you know, cause I, I'm assuming you have a much more methodical approach to going about it. Yeah, that's a good, that's actually a good question because it is different. And I, what I like about the toy photography is that it's a lot more free 
You know what I mean? When you're starting with something, a website, a brochure, something like that, um, you know, you got to think about the client. You got to think, there's a lot of different aspects of that that you got to think about that are a little more, um, you know, about your audience. And that's who you're doing it for. You know what I mean? And with the toy photography, I'm really I'm doing it for me. You know what I mean? That's yeah. Yes. I, I want it to be a good image and I want people to enjoy it. But ultimately, if I post a Star Trek image and it gets no likes, I don't care because I want to do it. <laughs> awesome. Uh, which happens every time. Yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, um, as far as the creative process goes, I would say this, Similar to James, a lot of times it'll be, you know, a thought you have in the shower or something in the morning. And um, I've got a I've got a list of stuff, too, that I never did. And and sometimes you look back on that stuff and you're like, yeah, that that wasn't a good idea. But then there's there's things that come back and you you immediately jump on them. Um, I'm more of a um, I'll come up with a concept sometimes and sometimes I'll just come downstairs into my room here and look at a figure and go, you know, I haven't shot that figure. What could I do with that? And, uh, and that's, and that'll, that'll spark something sometimes. Now I have a question because the three of you have all shot um, for fun. Like you were saying, Trevor, just, you know, you see a figure, you just want to do it for yourself. But I know you've also all shot professionally, you know, for, for clients. How does that change your, your creative process? Does it add a new level of pressure when you, you know, like you said, you need to think about now your audience, you need to think about a client, you know, how does that impact your, your, your professionalism or your, yeah, your for sure. That's varying the two, uh, the two, uh, aspects of my life, um, which is sometimes good and sometimes not so good. Um, it's always fun. I mean, I love the photography aspect. I love, I love the, you know, creative design, website design, things like that too. But, um, so far I haven't had anybody who's been a client that has been as demanding as, say a, a client on like the business side for a website or something like that. Um, they're generally open to my interpretations for the most part. They want certain things they need, you know, a shot with all the accessories or they need a shot like this. Um, you know, like I did the Star Trek figures for QMX and, you know, it's kind of dictated. You want it to look like something out of the Star Trek show. And they're all very happy with that, but there is a lot of pressure with that because, you know, you're spending a lot of time on that and you want the client to be happy with it. So. Yeah, that that comes with a lot more pressure, obviously, than the rest of the, the stuff that I do. Ariel, how about you? I know you. I know you. I'm dying to see your sketches too. <laughs> I know you have one <laughs> yeah. handy. I have some handy, but they're just really light. Wow. Yeah, that's on a whole nother level of storyboarding <laughs> and prep. There. I have one from like Halloween with Mia. Oh wow! Yeah, you could do amazing. just like a whole Mia Rabbit wow. webcomic with these. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I thought about doing stickers with Mia. Just. Like cool. uh, so now I'm embarrassed for showing my notes and my <laughs> sketches. I, I don't, maybe I won't post them in the show notes. We'll just post yours. <laughs> but Ariel, um, you know, again, you, you, you're shooting for, um, for Revoltech. You, you've done the, the 365 days of, of Danboard. Like, you know, is that, is that the same as if you were just shooting for yourself or is there a lot more pressure and you're, you know, you, you put that pressure on your creative thoughts, you know, that I have to make this to a specific level. Yeah, I do put more pressure on myself when it comes to that because three, the 365 series was a, a personal series that I did and it just turned into a book. So, okay. So, so when you were shooting it, then you're just shooting for your, you know, was the pressure there at the start? It wasn't at all. And it's like, but once I knew it was turning into, it was turning into a book, the pressure turned on me. It's like, okay, like how should I execute this idea for today? How far through the year were you before that pressure really started to mount because i've done 365 day projects before and i know sometimes it's, it's a real struggle to find 
you know, that, that inspiration or that spark to keep it going some days. I think I was like, I had 10 days left in the project. Oh, wow. Okay. So you made it right through the, the end of the tunnel. Awesome. And James, I know like, um, one of my favorite shots of yours is when you shot the, uh, uh Mickey and Minnie, the, for Steamboat Willie. And it was, yeah, uh, it was amazing on Lego's page that had to feel great. When you, were you shooting that for them at the time? Yeah, so um, I forget exactly who reached out to me first, but it, it came through the blog. Somebody said, hey, we have the Steamboat Willie set coming up. Would you like to shoot it? And I was like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Yeah, that kind of worked out because they gave me the prompt, basically, was that part of it was that you couldn't use water. So I was like, okay, well, you have a steamboat, but you, I can't use water for it, so what am I going to do? <laughs> Lego's was, great about that. No sand, no water. Yeah, exactly. No so, really specific rules. Yeah, but but for me, oh. honestly, having those constraints kind of helps me a little bit, like having those boundaries, because then I like to find creative ways to, to you know, make that happen. And so I was like, okay, I can't use water. How about I just use paper as water, like make paper water instead? And then that kind of just clicked for me because it, synced up with the original Steamboat Willie and the fact that it was all hand-drawn animation at the time. And, and so, um, yeah, with that idea, you know, it's like the constraints really helped the creativity. But there was a lot of pressure just because I knew, you know, Lego was asking for it and they were going to use it for something. And I didn't quite know what and or where they were going to use it. And so kind of like Trevor said, you really have to think about your audience um, and not just who is seeing the image. But for me, it's how is the company or the project or whatever, how are they going to use the image? Are they going to use it to promote the set or they, you know, what, like, why do they want the photo? All of that comes into mind too. And that kind of changes my direction of what I'm going to do because then it totally changes or it might totally change the tone of the image or, or the setup. Like I said, you know, having constraints on materials you can use and stuff like that. So, so yeah, yeah, the pressure, um, yeah, it definitely can mount, especially I'm kind of a procrastinator as well. And so when I'm like right up on a deadline too, that that might actually help my creativity you know it gives me a little more um <laughs> drive to get something done but but yeah mm-hmm. so the pressure for that can be hard as well awesome so 11th That's... hour and limited like materials is like you, right. where you shine <laughs> cool yeah exactly Sorry. think of like uh you know in apollo 13 they come and um the scientists drop all this material on the on the table and they're like okay we have to make something like this that fits into something like this using only what's on the table that's uh, basically that's, how my creative process goes uh, that sounds like an awesome toy photography challenge and oh, i think yeah. it's, it's something we've been talking about on the blog i think we're gonna have to move forward with that where but i'm not gonna spoil it now i'm trevor i'm sorry yeah, I, was gonna, I was gonna say yeah I, I like that thought the the idea of constraints because there are constraints on on stuff like that too um you know, whether it's the size or the, the ratio or something that the client mm-hmm. needs on the, on a website or something like that. And you've got to be creative. Uh, and it, and it kind of forces you to think a little differently, you know, like with the Star Trek stuff I did, it's got to look like Star Trek. So I had to light this as if it was like a 1970s, you know, studio, you know, to make it look like those things. And it was kind of a cool challenge. You know what I mean? It kind of brought out the creative aspect of lighting. You know, I couldn't light it the way I would light things normally so uh i love that yeah and I, that would be a good challenge i love the, the constraints and trevor you brought up something about this the star trek shots and posting them on instagram before that um i i wanted to bring up again due to my neurosis when it comes to social media and posting on instagram you said <laughs> you mentioned you know you know you post these photos and it doesn't get the likes or it doesn't get the response does that do anything to kind of like your your creative mojo um I know, again, from my experience, like, 
I, I want to be a better person. I want to say that I truly don't care. But when there's a shot that I'm particularly proud of and I, I mm. post it on Instagram and it just like dead on arrival, it kind of hurts. Mm. And I, I start to second guess myself. Like, did I mess up? Did I not take a good photo? And I, I hate, I'm sharing this with all you, you know, I'm bearing my soul here. I hate that I feel this way, but I'd be lying if I said that I, I it didn't affect kind of, you know, even my creativity, because sometimes that'll cause me to fall into like a creative slump when I, you know, I have a couple of photos that I share that I really was proud of that strike out. So mm. I, you you sound like you've built up a, you have a pretty thick skin of that. And you're, I was you're, just going to say, I think, <laughs> I think I may have transcended that. Awesome. <laughs> you must show, show us the way. Show us the way. I think I've gotten to the point where if it doesn't do well, I think everybody else is stupid. <laughs> like what's awesome. wrong with you people? This is a great shot. Um, yeah, I mean, there's always those shots that you think are, are great that, um, you know, just, just don't take off. I mean, there's, there's stuff subject matter wise. I know Star Trek's never going to do anything. There's a core group of people that love it. And I know it's going to get, you know, in the couple hundreds of likes or, you know, whatever. Um, but I'm okay with that. I, I like shooting it. I really don't, I really don't care. It, it annoys me when I do something that I think is in the pocket of the genre that people, you know, like, you know, at least that my audience likes star, you know, star Wars, Marvel, um, something like that. And that doesn't do anything. And it's a good shot. (laughs) Like just what is, what is going on here? Um, and, you know, you got to chalk it up to social media is a weird place. The algorithms are strange. Um, I would I think lately I've been posting things on Thursdays and Fridays. And I think with The Mandalorian and things like that, people are look, are avoiding social media for spoilers the entire day. So it's just like <laughs> Absolutely. Shots are not doing anything. I'm done with Fridays until, you know, for two more weeks. I'm, I'm going to take your advice. Though. I'm going to start posting. If I next time I post an image that doesn't do well, I'm going to write, "What the hell is wrong with you people? This yeah, is awesome. You're not entertained. <laughs> you're not entertained. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ariel, how about you? Um, does that impact your your creative? Again, I don't know what to call it, creative mojo or your creative soul. If you know, you, there's there's something you know you, you're proud of, and it doesn't really kind of garner the response that you're hoping for. It does sometimes. But I realize that if it's a photo I, I don't really like, it will get more attention. <laughs> so that you purposely dislike your own photos? Just to yeah, give them well, I don't look at it that much. It'll, it'll get more <laughs> affection online. Yeah, I wonder what is it about Instagram that can sense that? Like, she, I need to make her come back to this site, like, constantly. So I'm just going to make sure everyone sees this photo that she hates and you know, the ones she's not, but, but does it like, I mean, how do you shrug that off? Um, and again, I don't want to go down, you know, too far down this road, but like that kind of any negative kind of feelings or does it impact your creativity or, or do you do things differently when you, you go to do your, your subsequent or your next photos? I think I just try to do better and just, and just learn from that past photo. Like, okay, what do people not like about it? And how can I improve and see, just prove myself? Have you ever been able to, that's a very tough question to answer, though. What did people not like about it? Have you ever been, ever, ever gotten any good takeaways? No, I, I wish people could take my photos more. <laughs> people say, oh, it's so great. And it's like, okay, thank you. But that's so vague. Yeah, right. <laughs> so you would rather people said lighting sucks. <laughs> yeah, like, like uh, uh, give more details mm-hmm. of what you like about the photo. Yeah. And I, I, you and I came from a very similar background, or at least we met in a 
in like the Disney toy photography space or Disney photography space. And uh, I remember that was a big thing on Flickr where people would always say, great shot, great shot, great colors, great composition. And the, the, the community was really hungering for more critiques. Um, but it was very difficult because just kind of like on Instagram, there were so many photos and it was so hard to kind of, Hey, this, I really like the composition. I like what you've done with this or I hate this. Um, cool. But, uh, yeah, I, I that's I've never seen that on Instagram. No. Well, actually, um, I started a, a tag uh, about a year ago for creative critique. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> Went for a little while because you know I'm on ACBA, which is Articulated Comic Book Art, on Facebook, and people there. When you post there, you have to be prepared to take some. You know, some critique. People will come out and call you out on you. That hand is is completely in the wrong position. I can totally see that stand. Whatever it is, I think people. I think people like that. Some people like that, but you have to ask for it. You know what I mean? I don't think you can go on Instagram and just say, "Yeah, this is really nice. It would have been better if you used, you know, a, a more warmer light on this side." You know, depending on who they are, if you know them. Yeah, I, I don't think it stops some people. For it. Yeah, I, yeah. I think some people you don't have to ask for. I've gotten a couple like that's that's the wrong color lightsaber, or you know, oh, like he would never. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, but uh, two things. So first, thank you for explaining what ACBA was to me. I could never oh. figure that one out. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, and second, like I think the critique is a great. You know, we're talking about cre- creativity, and like to Ariel's point, the critique is you know when done correctly can be a great stepping stone or a great learning point. You know, when someone points out like, hey, you should focus on your on the limbs of your figures or make sure the hands are in more natural positions. I think that's that's excellent. um, Back, you know, I I posted a figure once running and I now do this and I get a motioning on a podcast. So I apologize, everyone listening. But like, I'll actually run in place to make sure I can get hand movements correctly because I had a figure running where the, the right leg was forward and the right arm was forward at the same time. And again, unwanted critique, which I appreciated, was like, people don't run like that, you jackass. Right, you know, right. Like, right. I had to like run in place. Yeah, I guess right. that's true. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'll hold a pose myself. Be like, how would, mm-hmm. how does it look if I'm throwing something, or what does it look Absolutely. like if I'm supposed to be kicking? So you know, yeah. So you could always be your own model or, or reference, you know, for that kind of stuff. So, James, I don't think I got your your input on this though. Um, you know, when you you share a photo or, or whatever, whether it be a photo or anything you've done in in any kind of social media space, and it's kind of like DOA. You know, it just uh, it just disappears like how does that yeah. affect you you know your your creative mindset and you and i have had long top long conversations yeah, yeah, yeah. social media <laughs> like anxiety in the past yeah i was gonna say just my general social media anxiety i'm totally on the same page as you alan like the i stress about it on uh, you know unnecessarily um sometimes this year it really helped honestly you know earlier in the spring i just took a huge break from everything and a big part of that was taking a break from social media and so for a long time, I didn't I wasn't posting anything. And so I wasn't getting that feedback with likes or anything like that. I wasn't checking that at all. And was your and life so the same? It, it honestly, <laughs> it, it got like better. Like my exist. anxiety, you know, did get better. My depression got better, you know, just not being plugged into that stuff all the time. And then once I started plugging back in, I noticed myself going to the notifications like five minutes after I posted a photo. It's like, why am I doing this to myself? So it's, you know, I'd be lying if I said it didn't affect my mood, you know, or it didn't affect my creativity, or if I take a shot that I'm really, really proud of, and it, it's DOA, like you said, I, I'm tempted to be like, well, that didn't work, I'm not going to do that again, you know, and so, 
it, that's a real shame, you know. Yeah, it is. But yeah. I'm, you know, I'm I'm agreeing with you. I, I've done the same, but it is a shame that we we've somehow gotten into this mode where these, you know, the random meaningless internet points or whatever, you know, kind of impact the the joy and just the, doing it for the fun of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I've really tried now to just not even really pay attention to that stuff. Um, it's, it's hard. <laughs> I'm working on it all the time, but it is nice to just kind of post a photo and not think about it and, and to, you know, read the comments and it's great to hear people's feedback and all that stuff, but to honestly not even really care about the likes or look at how many it has compared to other things. It just, I've, I'm trying to train myself not to care about that stuff as much. All right. So I'm going to bring this back into the creative side, the positive side of the house here. <laughs> um, and you know, and, uh, I think, the fuel for creativity is uh, most of the time is inspiration. So I'm curious to understand or to ask you, where does your inspiration come from? And, you know, I look over your, your Instagram feeds and uh, like, I, I know I'm totally blown away and inspired by the work you guys are doing. But Ariel, you in, you in particular, like, I, I still think it's amazing that you went out and created Mia the Rabbit. Like that, I don't see, I see a lot of people doing custom work, but you were inspired to create your own character like your own unique character to shoot so you know what what where did that that come from what inspired you to do that uh i was inspired by a japanese photographer his name uh junichi okugawa he did a series called brown diary i actually have the book oh very cool and it's like a set just on it's just a set of series on this little brown plush that he has which is a bear and it's just like his daily life just captured through home and traveling and that's really inspired me to do something like me a rabbit but and there was like you didn't look at your your collection and you didn't take anything off the shelf like you said i need something unique that is entirely my own to do this i did yeah <laughs> and i like what what was the driving force for that why did you want to make it so so unique and so your own i think with dombo i and i didn't own dombo but i wanted to have something that i to control over and knowing that, all right, this is my product and I can do whatever I want with it. So, and now you're making me feel bad because how did you pronounce? Uh, I've been saying oh. Danbo my entire life. <laughs> Danbo? Danbo or Donboard. Okay, cool. Awesome. Well, that, that's stellar. I mean, I, I love that story and I'm really like just, that's, to me, that's one of the most inspiring things to see that you're, it's not that you just took inspiration into the work you're doing like you took inspiration to go into like this whole new dimension where now i have this whole unique um character that is entirely your own and i love following me as adventure so trevor how about you i mean again i'm you have your professional side of the house and your you know whatever we call this the fun side well i guess they're both fun for you but you know what what inspires you to to keep shooting and to keep going and to, to keep striving to improve and get better improve and get better uh it's it's you know personal drive there i just i get inspired by different things like a lot of times i'll get inspired by other photography just even a, a lighting scheme or something that i'll um or an angle um things like that it's it's less about coming down here and looking around the shelves and seeing a figure and saying "Ooh, i want to shoot that it's in fact i've got a stack of boxes over here of things that i haven't even opened um and it's it's not i'll open up a figure and i'll be like yeah okay let me put them on the shelf it's not necessarily the figure that's inspiring it's more um a concept or just something you'll see 
you know, like I said, like another, it doesn't have to be toy photography. Uh, toy photography is inspiring as well, but even just other photography, just a, a, a lighting scheme or, uh, something in a movie or something like that. Um, just, it's all over the place. It's, it's, it's everywhere. So it can strike at any point at any time. At any point. I, I do want to come down there at one point and look at that room behind you because it is like, no, I think there's, there's, there's more to it. <laughs> because, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, unreal. Oh, there we go. <laughs> We're gonna have to get some screenshots to, to post in the show notes if you don't mind. But sure. um, James, how about you? Where do you where do you get your uh, your you know? I, I'm thinking like creative thunder. I, I'm running out of like bizarre <laughs> analogies and words to come up with. What does it for you? Creative thunder. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm kind of with Trevor where it just comes from everywhere, you know, and and can, or can come from anywhere at any time. Um, I find that for for my creativity, it's really important to kind of step away from what I'm doing and consume other art and and look at other people's, you know, photos or read other books or watch movies or that's where my inspiration comes from. And usually it'll come from I'll be watching a movie and I'll see a shot and think, oh, God, I, I love that lighting or I love that yeah. camera angle or whatever it is. Um, or I'll see, you know, I'll be reading a book and it's like, oh, I really like the magical realism in this, you know. Um, and loving the time of color or whatever. How could I translate that to my images? And so uh-huh. usually for me, my inspiration just comes from whatever kind of other art form I'm consuming. And a lot of times for me, it's it's I see something I like and I think, ooh, can I imitate that? And then I try it for myself. And sometimes I like doing it. And sometimes I'm like, nope, that's not for me, you know. <laughs> and so, yeah, usually for me, the inspiration comes from the actual recreating of something that I see somewhere else. You know, Ariel, I'm going to come back to you one, one more time because I apologize. I, I monopolize things with Mia the rabbit. Is there anything, you know, with with um, I don't want to – Danbo. I, I'll say Danford. I, I forgot how the correct pronunciation. But is uh, where are there other areas where you, you pull in inspiration for your work? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, other photo books and Instagram, music really inspires me too. Very, very cool. Do any, do, do any listen to music while you're shooting? Do you have like a oh, ritual yeah. you go about? Oh, you do? Okay, cool. For sure. Yeah, yeah. That's a, yeah. I usually listen to uh, audiobooks when I'm shooting, so that that way I can kind of consume art at the same time I'm making it. You know, and it's it's I can like kill two birds with one stone that way. I guess. Nice. You know, I've never tried. That's I'm gonna have to give attention. that a shot. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it'll change. You know, if I'm really in the zone with my photo, I'll realize, oh, I don't even know what's happening in the book. You know, I kind of t- have tuned it out. So it, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I used to try to watch movies when I was shooting, and then I realized I can't look at two things at the same time. So at least <laughs> right. this way, I can look at what I'm doing and then listen, you know, to something else. I try to put on soundtracks sometimes. Like if I'm shooting a Lord of the Rings shot, I will put on the Lord of the Rings soundtrack or a Star Wars <laughs> soundtrack or something. Wow. Occasionally, not all the time, but. Every once in a while, if I really want to be into the, you know, into the scene, and it helps, I think. I am definitely that's that's the number one takeaway for me right here, Trevor. I'm going to give that a shot. I'm going to like gonna yeah. fully immerse in like the next yeah. next thing I shoot and <laughs> give it a shot. Yeah, because I mean I have music playing all day at work, and but um again, being a big Disney nerd, I have lots of like Disney uh, theme park like background you know uh loops going and it but it helps let like it I'm, go, I'm, Alan. It, it, let it go let it go <laughs> <laughs> awesome all right so you know i am going to let it go i'm going to take us back down for a little bit here and talk about the dreaded creative lot and uh have any of you experienced these and you know did you what did you do to kind of mitigate or overcome it um trevor looks very pensive so i'm going to pick on him first here you know have, have you dealt with uh you know creative block yeah, constant. I mean, it's it happens every 
you know, month probably at least. Um, it just, you get to the point where you've done either, you know, either you've, you've had a good month, you've done some cool stuff. And again, it's like, sometimes you come down here and I probably have, you know, too much stuff and it's overwhelming and you're, you feel, I think James, you talked about this during one of your podcasts. I remember you just feel the, the need i've got to put something out it's been days it's been five days <laughs> yeah no joke and that 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 gone, like, you know? that gets worse the more time goes on i felt that yeah. too like every day like oh i can't look i can't even open instagram now because i haven't posted a photo in seven days you know i, I know anyway. i'm telling you i don't i i might have to write a book about this because it seems to be like a thing but like i think i've gotten through this i think i've broken through i just i'll look every once in a while i'll look at my thing and it's like wow that was six days ago I posted something. Hmm. I should probably put something up. <laughs> you should, no, but I totally. don't care. You know, it's like I, if I if I get to the end of the day, the work day, and I come down here and I look around, I'm like, yeah, I'm not feeling it. I'm just not feeling it. There's nothing that's striking me. There's no ideas in my book that I really want to try. I'm going to go do something else. You know what I mean? I'm going to read. I'm going to watch TV, something. I just, you know. Yeah, I, I'm not going to force it. I, I used to try to force it and that is also when you're doing work for a client you kind of have to force it you have to do it so i don't look at this as something that i really have to do you know what i mean like i think that's what you have to do you have to kind of break away from that instagram pull of oh you know i've got to get something else everybody else is posting something from the latest mandalorian episode i've got to get something up there yeah. You don't. Everybody's gonna, you know, everybody's doing it. It's covered. You know, don't worry about it. Do something different. I'm gonna post another Star Trek picture. <laughs> Trevor, I think you need to start a, a toy photography life coaching seminar to help, like, <laughs> like get through this. Really Forget it. Everyone else sucks. They don't know what like a good photo is. It just. Just forget Story about photography it. Photography anonymous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, but have you ever have you ever thought about walking away from it uh, at any point? Like just completely? Because I've seen some pretty significant Instagram accounts that have just been abandoned, and like I would love yeah. to I would love to know what happens. You know, forty five thousand followers, and they're just gone. They're just disappeared. Yeah, off I know. The- I know who you're talking. About. And yeah, and, and and other people who are you know I know some of the the OGs, let's call them, um, who you know, take breaks every once in a while and just, you don't see them. And, you know, a couple of times when I was first into it, I thought they were gone and then they'd come back, you know, three months later and start posting again. And I think I do that every once in a while. And three months would be too long for me. I'd get the creative itch and I'd have to do something. You know, it's not like, a, like I'm walking away for, I'm not getting into the drama of the toy photography community. And there is that aspect of it. I don't care about that. Um, it's just for me, like if I don't feel it, I'm not doing it, but I, I, there's no way I'm not going to feel it for more than a week or two <laughs> before I get the itch that I've, I've I got. Yeah. And I think that's what James was talking about. Mm-hmm. James, you were talking about that earlier. You, you got to a point where you needed a break from everything. Um, I don't, I don't think it was due to, um, a creative blockness necessarily. I think you had a lot of things going on and you, you took yeah, a break yeah. and you said that it was very therapeutic, but then you, that itch started to come back for you. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was one of those things we had like a death in the family early in the year. And so I kind of unplugged for that, you know, it's like, I got to be away from all this right now. And then um I was away for a while and I realized it felt kind of good, you know? And, and then I, I really started to think about my own photography, kind of like Trevor was saying, like doing it for myself I, it's like I felt kind of beholden to Instagram or, or my followers and, and it's, and 
I kind of got to a point where I felt like I owed you guys photos <laughs> or I owed you content. You know what I mean? And, well, and damn it got to it, a point did. where it's like, yeah, <laughs> and I still feel guilty about, you know, having disappeared and having left the podcast and all that. You know, it sucks. But, um, I, yeah, you have to get to a point where you you're doing it for yourself. And, and eventually I got to that point where I realized, you know, if I'm not posting on Instagram, if I'm not posting on Flickr, if I'm not doing this, what am I doing? Why am I do I still want to do this? Am I doing it for, you know, for me? What kind of photos do I actually want to take, you know, and what kind of figures or whatever it is? So it it really helped me to step back and unplug and to really think about that. And so then when you come back to it, it's it's nice kind of having a, a clean slate almost. And and now I'm trying really hard not to stress about it. And and if I have you know haven't posted in a while, it's, it's now it's not be there's pressure like oh my god I haven't posted in three days my the algorithm has forgotten me. You know it's it's more like huh, I haven't posted. I've got a bunch of old shots that I never posted. Let's find something that, hey, everybody's talking about Boba Fett today for for no reason in particular. So let's just post a Boba Fett photo, you know. So so that's kind of where I'm at now. Where at the mm-hmm. at the moment I don't have a lot of time to shoot, so I'm just kind of posting backlog stuff. And um, the rare occasion I do have to shoot, that's when I, I I'm trying to break through any creative block I might have or something. The, just keeping in mind, like quality over quantity, I think is a good. Mm-hmm mindset to have you know what i mean there are there are accounts that i know of that aren't necessarily toy photography but some of them are on the skirts of that um that that take a lot of time to build a set and show the process of building a set and and things like that and then the shot is you know once a month you know once a month there's a new shot and uh there's still that excitement about it you know what i mean you'll find your audience you're going to find your audience i wouldn't worry about posting every day i'm trying to keep that algorithm going Mm-hmm. the dreaded algorithm yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but i was gonna say i'm not gonna let ariel escape this one so uh let's let's talk about it have you ever encountered a, a creative block and you know how do you, you get through that constantly i there are days where i just want to like just delete my instagram account and just like just walk away from everything <laughs> but like i try to force myself just to do something like this summer, I did uh, Summer Mia Rabbit just to get myself out of a rut of not picking up my camera. And it did help a bit, but then once it ended, it's like, all right, I can relax. So you gave yourself a break, but you overcome, you overcame, you know, a kind of that, that creative block. And now you just, you, you did your thing and you just rested. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But you said you, you deal with it frequently. You... I do. I feel like I deal with it a lot, more than I should let it. Should let it. Well, we need, again, Trevor. Trevor Williams, light toy photography life coach. He will get us through <laughs> all of this. His enlightenment. Yes. A 365-day uh, you know, assignment is, is, is rough. I can, I can imagine. To, uh, You've done it. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't, that's a challenge I've seen people do, and it's a challenge that I just look at and go, for five seconds, I contemplate, can I do that? And I go, yeah, no, no, no. no. I couldn't do it ever again. <laughs> well, <laughs> twice is like two times more than most people have done it anyway. So, mm-hmm. but, you know, thinking about, we talk about those, those big accounts where people walked away. Um, you know, there's been times, again, we're, we're all, we're all friends here. We're all being honest where I just like, you know, you feel like kind of like I, I just, you know, you have a, whether it's your photos just kind of aren't working when you, you can't get your ideas to, to materialize. And I think like, 
if I just quit, I have this room, like, like you, Trevor, I have toys everywhere. I've invested <laughs> all this gift. Like, I can't. I can't. I'm in too deep. I'm, I'm, like, exactly. I'm like, way too deep. Like, I cannot walk away from this. You place. have to legitimize these purchases somehow. Yep. I've got pre-orders into the next century of stuff. So, like, exactly. I, I can't walk away. I, I don't remove them from, you know, my, my friends. Then I check in to see if so many of these accounts have come back. And I would love to know the story. And again, you know, getting back into where I started kind of in the Disney theme park space, I saw that a lot too. You know, one of my favorite Disney theme park photographers who was really kind of at the top of his game and at the top of like everything just packed it up and, and disappeared. And I'm glad to hear that he's doing well these days because I was, you know, you wonder, like you hope that yeah. nothing terrible yeah, yeah. has happened. All right. So I got, I got to like, Let's let's go back to a good note now. And this is another one where I think there's going to be some hemming and hawing. So I'm going to I'm going to pick on Trevor for this one first. But uh what do you think is the most creative thing you've accomplished so far with regards to toy photography? And it doesn't have to be a particular photo. Maybe you came up with a particular style, a, a, a method of shooting, or you introduced new concepts into the community. Like, what is what is one of the things you're most proud of? You know, it's weird. Like, I don't think I have a style, particularly from shot to shot, genre to genre, um, because I try to my creative director thing. I, if it's a Star Trek shot, I try to make it look like a Star Trek shot. If it has something to do with Star Wars, I want it to look like, you know, it's in the Star Wars world. I started shooting Mythic Legions a couple of years ago, and I developed, I always loved fantasy art, you know, Boris Vallejo, the Hildebrandt brothers. And I think I developed a style for those particular characters. And I think it helped that there is no, there's no set mythos for those things. I mean, they have their own sort of behind the scenes thing, but in, in the general public side, they're just, it's an orc or it's an elf, you know what I mean? And you can do whatever you want with them. And it was really freeing. I really enjoyed that. It's kind of what Ariel was saying in, in terms of creating her own character. I mean, these are not my characters. I didn't create them necessarily, but it kind of frees you up. You know what I mean? You don't have to worry, Alan, if the lightsaber is green or if it's the wrong hand. Oh, uh, <laughs> Someone will call you out no matter what. There's always somebody. <laughs> but with those figures, I think I've created this look that, I, I can kind of reproduce from shot to shot. And when I looked at, at them as a book of work, it's kind of what I really want to do. I can't stop myself from shooting other things because, again, I have a room full of stuff that I, <laughs> gotta justify. I have to justify. <laughs> uh, but I really, I really enjoy doing that, that genre. And I think that's something that I think I've kind of – I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that. I like the way those those come out. I think. Yeah. All right, Ariel. How about you? You know, I know you've, you've got a you got two years of 365 day projects. You've got your books. You've got your original character. What is the the one thing that you're most um, the most creatively proud of, or or whatever it is in your 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 photography realm? Oh, there's one photo that has come to my mind. This is a black and white photo that I did um, for my 366 series. Um, it's a or I, I finally figured out how to make one the mini dombos levitate. So it's like I was just really proud of that. So you're you're proud of learning the dark arts of levitation. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I would, that is definitely an, an accomplishment. I I'm, I have to I the, I can't recall that one. Um, so I'm gonna have to you have to send us a link. I want to go back and check it out. And we'll yeah. definitely again, you know, uh, Trevor's orcs and the the levitating dambo. We'll have to post in our, our show notes. So cool. What was it? Why were you most proud of that? Was it just because you gained supernatural powers or was it just? <laughs> I think because I, I was I was in such a mind block on how to get this 
a photo idea executed and I finally figured out how and I was really proud of it and how the emotion was able to just to come out of the photo. Uh, got it. My caption. Mm-hmm. Yep. I can relate. That's like when you give yourself the high five, like when you, you, you see the image pop on the back of your, your camera's LCD mm-hmm. and you're like, nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> totally. It's a relate. great feeling. Yep. Best feeling ever. James, uh, what comes to mind for you, my friend? Yeah, I was just going to say that there's no better feeling than when you impress yourself. You know, I, the best thing is when I snap a photo and then I just chuckle to myself. Cause it's like, yes, I did it. Or like this idea was so clever and I'm, just, I'm, I'm so clever. I'm so awesome. It feels good. You know, yep. I'm not going to lie. Um, so that sometimes, you know, that happens when I'm like really in the zone and, and trying a bunch of different things. And for me, I feel most creative when I'm like experimenting or, or trying to blend different genres or stuff like that. Like with the Steamboat Willie set doing, you know, paper backgrounds plus the Lego, that was really fun to, to kind of figure out. Um, I think the most creative thing I'm proud of was earlier this year, I started doing these like, um, little stop motion, uh, videos that would, that, my and again i put constraints on myself but i wanted them to be like one to one aspect ratio and i wanted them to be able to loop so that it looked like a gif on your feed you know so i think the first one i did was like a scout trooper going through, mm-hmm. like a little hot wheel scout trooper going through some lego trees or something <laughs> and um it took me forever to figure out how to do it as i was doing it but once i did it, you know i chuckled to myself and i felt really proud of of figuring it out and i got to blend like my photography skills with my video editing skills and and mixing different genres there too like doing lego plus hot wheels plus paper backgrounds and stuff like that so i think that so far has been the the most creative thing i'm proud of and something that i want to continue doing i just now haven't had the time to to do i think i've done like three or four of them um so yeah that that's kind of i would say that's what i'm most proud of at least right now yeah i mean this is all inspiring stuff thanks yeah the man has said it, so we'll, we'll, we'll wait. Go to it right now. Cool. So I know we're, we're we're coming short on time here. I have a few questions from um, our Instagram friends that I just want to get everyone to chime in on. So um, the first one is when you're looking at photos in the community, what kind of elements make a shot stand out for you? And again, thinking on, you know, towards the, our topic of creativity. What, what really makes a shot stand out for you from, a, again, either artistically or a technical perspective? A lot of deep, pensive thinking going on here. So you could probably I'm always drawn to perspectives and angles. Um, you know, something unique um, really, makes, really uh, makes a picture stand out to me. You know, something, you know, bird's eye view is tough with toys. People, you know, you're, you're taught, quote unquote, but you know, when you first start out, don't take that straight on shot, get down a little low. It makes the, the figure look bigger, more heroic as long as you're, if you're shooting superheroes and stuff like that. So to do that bird's eye shot or to do a really dramatic angle or something like that, um, that really stands out to me. Contrast, lighting, beautiful lighting. Um, that all makes something pop to me. And yeah, I was going to say lighting as well. Yeah, lighting as well for me <laughs> and color. So lighting and, and what about color? Just like, you know, with the lighting, are you is it just how the scene is lit or if it looks natural or I mean, I know this is creativity like everything else is very hard to put our fingers on. But yeah. what a, what about colors that make it jump, you know, for you guys? Yeah, I guess for me with the lighting, it's um I'll see like a lighting technique that really catches my eye or, or like beautiful lighting or something like that. Um, And then colors, you know, colors for me that really pop or interesting color tones that I wouldn't have expected, you know, like people mm-hmm. will do this, like, 
I, I can't think of a good example, but like a beautiful gradient with a, a stormtrooper figure or something like that, that I'll, I'll just see and think, oh my God, why didn't I think of that? Or those colors look so cool together or something like that. And I'll usually bookmark something like that and, and say, okay, I'm, later I'm going to try to steal this idea or, <laughs> yeah. or you know, kind of um, borrow, I should say, kind of borrow your technique here. Um, so that's usually what sticks out to me is something that I either haven't seen before or, or hadn't imagined myself. And then I, I like the idea and then kind of latch onto the idea. Yeah, cool. definitely those lighting ideas. Yeah, like uh, I, I love people who do dramatic lighting where there's a lot in shadow or there's just a little bit of, of light to light up the, the shadow part of a shot. Uh, and, and that could be the main part of the shot. It's so dramatic and it's so bold. And I, I think it's the, the product photographer in me that like won't allow myself to do that. <laughs> I have to pull it. Back. You have to have perfect lighting. Yeah. I'm seeing that, that part of his face. I can't see the, you know, the, the uh, catch light in his eye. Like, no, no, that's okay. <laughs> Let it go. Yeah. Let it go, Al. Let it go. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny when you you start talking about lighting. You made me think of um, one of my shots that I was most proud of, and it's the reason I was. When you're talking lighting and color, and the reason I was most proud of it was because it's a it's a color shot that I took that I made look black and white, like in camera. It's not actually a black and white photo, but it was a photo of a uh, um, Spider-Man Noir or from uh, the. Um, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's just that. Again, like I, I used, it was all done in Lego, so I used black and gray Lego bricks, and I was like, I was, it was one of those again, high five. I'm like, it looks like a black and white picture. It's so cool. <laughs> so again, I'll share the show notes. So, so robbing you all of your color and lighting, you know, that was one of my proudest moments. Ariel, how about you? I, again, any anything to expand on the the color and lighting that makes it jump out? Contrast, like how the, the light would be contrast on the subject sometimes. I know this is a yep. hard question because it's, you know, you sometimes you just look at a photo or at least I know I do. And I just, wow, I just love it. Like, you know, I don't know what it is about this. We really have to dissect it. You know, when you're lacking in creativity, do you ever uh, look to your colleagues or your your Instagram feed for inspiration? And if you so, do you feel do you feel guilty for doing so? I thought that was a really interesting <laughs> question. Like, um I know me personally, like I would, that's where I go for inspiration on a daily basis. And hell's no, I don't feel guilty about that. The least. <laughs> like that's, that's one of the things I love about the, the, the toy photography community is I think it's, it's very inspiring and it, it's, um, you know, it's just a symbiotic thing that, you know, we each inspire each other and we each encourage each other to do more and do better. So do you guys feel guilty? Are you sapping someone else's creative energy when you're looking for inspiration? <laughs> I sometimes feel guilty, like I, like, you know, I mentioned earlier, if I want to steal somebody's idea or, or borrow somebody's, you know, technique or something like that. Um, but yeah, like like you, it's a daily thing for me where I'm I'm scrolling through Instagram or, or something and I see something I like and I'll bookmark it because I like the lighting or because I I thought the figure was cool or because the idea was great or I really liked the joke in this photo. And um, so yeah, for me, I, I feel a little bit guilty depending on how how much of the image I want to borrow, I guess. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I really, try, you know, obviously you want to respect other artists' work and all that kind of stuff, but I feel like when it's a lighting technique or something like that that inspires me, that's it's not something you should feel guilty about because that's exactly what we've been talking about. That's how you get ideas and how you get inspired. Yeah, I would I would concur with that. It's, you know, if you're, if you're stealing up a lighting scheme or, or, you know, something's underlit or something like that, it's it's nothing that hasn't been done before, but, you know, it just looks great on a Spider-Man figure or something like that. And you want to try it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I, I don't mm -hmm. think that's, 
you know, if you're listening, if you're going to blatantly rip off a, you know, a composition, I think you've got to give credit to somebody that says <laughs> this was right. inspired by X. But yeah, I mean, lighting, you can pull from, you know, I, I subscribe to a lot of different, uh, Ariel, you're, you're outside of toy photography. Photographs are beautiful and, and stuff like that is inspiring. Just like your composition for your, you know, your, your photograph. Um, so you find inspiration in that, even if it's not a toy, you know, and, and you, you can't say, you know, I took that from you or I stole it. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's, it's all free game. Yep. Very mm-hmm. good. Awesome. How about you, Ariel? I sometimes feel guilty, but I mean, people, you put your work out there to inspire others. So you feel guilty when you're inspired by their work? Uh, I mean, a little bit, cause I like, I, I have the image in the back of my head. It's like, I hope I'm not copying it too much right, right. You, can, you can identify <laughs> mm-hmm. oh that was that photo yeah and I'm, I'm sure probably others of you have gotten this as well on instagram which i thought was really interesting when you know people started doing this for me was they would um randomly people would send me an image on instagram that they took and they said do you mind if i post this and i'm like what are you <laughs> talking about and it because it was it was like similar to something yeah I had yeah, shot, yeah. and I'm like, you gotta be, you know, like, hey, I, that's super cool that you asked, but so super unnecessary. <laughs> like, you're not, yeah. I know you're not copying me. Like, I'm shooting something that's not entirely original. So, like, yeah, you that's ask the weird permission. Part. That's yeah. the weird part. Like, you, you know, if, if you're gonna try and reproduce a shot, I've had people do that and, or an angle that I use for the shot, that's one thing. But, like, if you're, you wanna ask me permission to shoot you know, Luke, uh, you know, holding up Yoda. I mean, like that dude, that was my idea. (laughs) (laughs) Ask ask George Lucas, right? Like (laughs) nothing to do with that. You know, again, we're, we're, we're hitting our time limit here, but before we wrap up, uh, do you have any, any tips for our listeners on how to, how to find their own creativity or or harness their own creative power? (laughs) I guess for me, the the answer is to just try things. Um, That's always how I, figure out exactly what I want to do. And that's how I kind of figured out my voice as an artist is I just, I have an idea and I try it and then you either like it or you don't. And then you course correct from there, you know? Um, So I think if you're in a creative block, maybe think outside the box, step away from whatever you're doing and that's not working and maybe think of it in a different way or just step away for a while and consume something else. And another idea will come to you and then maybe try that instead, you know? Um, So that, that for me just always, keeping an open mind and thinking outside the box and, and trying things when they come up will eventually lead you to where you actually want to be and what you want to be doing. Yeah, that's good advice. Yeah, I would say, you know, take inspiration from things, you know, other than the, the toys. You know, I mean, it depends on what aspect you like about the hobby. You know, if you like the photography aspect of the hobby, I would say look at other photographers, go on YouTube, look at, um, you know, there's tutorials on lighting. And you're going to see something you go, oh, that's wow. Just a portrait light. I could shoot a stormtrooper like that and it would look so cool with that, you know, with that lighting scheme. Um, so there's all sorts of inspiration there. Um, but yeah, I would, I would say like James, I'd say, you know, keep trying different things. Try, find out what, 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 what you're drawn to. Um, it's, it'd be nice to like put your, give yourself some constraints and say, I have to shoot this figure. But you know, again, you, you don't want to force yourself into something that where you're not enjoying the hobby. It's a hobby. I mean, it is a hobby for most of us. So, um, yeah, try different things. See what you like. Continue down that path. Ariel, how about you? Yeah, I would say just keep your mind open, you know, try different focal lengths and, um, yeah, yeah. Like experiment. Always try something new. Like, try, like, think 
you know, how would you do it from a different angle? Yeah, that's yeah. that's a, a great tip too. A lot of times, I think even myself, we get fixated on looking things like straight on, like move around mm-hmm. your subject, right? These are mm-hmm. these are all great tips. Yeah, move the lights ways. around. That can make a huge difference too. Just moving the light from one side of the figure to the other could dramatically change the image and totally change how you are looking at the scene or, or whatever it is. So yeah, I would never never be you know stuck. Never feel like you're stuck with whatever you have. You know, always be able to to adapt or adjust or experiment. Yeah, getting down into the nitty gritty of that stuff. That I I have to force myself to do that every once. I'm a tripod shooter because I shoot inside most of the time. Me too. I have to force myself to take the camera off the tripod. Because I will have something in mind for the most part, and I even even in, in in an angle, and I will set it up like that, and I will like, <laughs> lay out the figures so that the, everything fits in a composition. Then I'm like, it's not working. Well, take the camera off the tripod, move it around, you know, put it on a high ISO if you're inside, and you, so you can shoot quick and get a decent looking picture, and just play with it, play with it, move stuff, you know, move stuff around, and try different angles. Yeah, I'm a firm believer of that as well, Trevor, because I, I'm same thing. I'm, I'm set up on my tripod and I'll, I'll be trying a certain composition and it's not working and I'm still shooting it and it's not working. <laughs> so what I've learned to do now is, um, before I even move my camera, I take my phone out and I, I just look at like with my phone to try to find different angles like around it. And, mm-hmm. um, I'm, it's something that I'm still struggling with. Like, you know, try different angles. Don't get so yeah. fixated on your, your yeah. first, your first thought, your first idea. Well, hey, this was a dynamite conversation. I had a blast. Um, it's nice to see real people, too, since we're all pretty much like isolated for the world right now. Um, thank you, you all so much for, for joining tonight. Um, go around. Is there anything you guys would like to plug? Um, you know, where can we find your work? Where can the listeners um, find you online and see some of your photos? Um, I'm uh, at 16 underscore shooter on Instagram, 16 shooter uh, pretty much everywhere else, Twitter, if you're on Twitter. Uh, Facebook and um, yeah, uh, that's about all I have to plug, I guess. I am Ariana Adele on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can find my Dombo Mia accounts in, under my page, and I have uh, Mia Rabbit calendars for sale. I am the Real James Twenty Three on Instagram. That's pretty much where I'm most active. I'm also the Real James at uh, Flickr. I post there as well, and then the Real James on Twitter. I don't do much photography there, but if you want to like hear me complaining about movies or, or retweeting <laughs> stupid jokes, that's that's where you're going to find me most o- most often, honestly. So, for more toy photography tips and tricks, uh, be sure to check out toyphotographers.com. And uh, yeah, thanks everyone for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more episodes or articles about toy photography, visit us at toyphotographers.com. The best way to connect with us on social media is on MeWe. Search for toyphotographers.com or find the link in the show notes. If MeWe's not your thing, visit us at Facebook, Toy Photographers, or on Twitter, at Toy Photoblog, or on Instagram, at underscore toy photographers underscore. Thanks again for listening. 